As I walk up the hill to church these days, I'm amazed at how beautiful our new facilities look and how nicely they tie into the existing church. I love the natural materials, the cedar siding, the tongue and groove cedar on the roof out in the covered patio, and the big logs holding up the roof. I keep thinking about how far we've come since founding our parish 20 years ago. We started with home masses, then the DEQ mass, then years in the church nasium across the street, and then 10 years now with just the church here. I was sitting here this morning wondering about like, what will it look like when these curtains and all the stuff in the back of the church are actually moved to their uh, next place. So it's been a long wait, and it was a lot of work, but it was worth it. And Advent, this Advent season, we're reminded of and reflect on the long wait and the required work as we wait for the second coming of Christ. Our readings today are full of images and references to this wait. In the first reading from Isaiah, we start with the parched desert that's long been waiting for rain, but when it rains, it blooms with abundant flowers. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to be in the desert after there's been a rain or in the springtime, but it's just stunning to see all these sort of coarse-looking plants and cactuses and spines and then really delicate flowers up on the end. It's beautiful. But beyond the visual imagery of the blooming desert, we hear all of these other wonderful results of the wait. Weak hands and knees are strengthened, and this promise gets more and more meaningful to me as I get older. The eyes of the blind are open, the lame leap like stags, and the tongue of the mute sings. We enter Zion with joy and gladness, and sorrow and mourning flee. In the second reading, we're reminded again of the need to be patient, that we need firm hearts, and we need not to complain and judge one another as we wait. And finally, in the gospel, we hear another example of the need to be patient, but that the great things that will happen if we are patient. And it seems like maybe the imprisoned John the Baptist is getting a little impatient when he asks the disciple to ask Jesus if he indeed is the one to come, or should we wait for another? And of course, the Israelites have been waiting for a long time for the first coming of Christ. The words that we heard from Isaiah today were written about 800 years before Christ's birth. So for generations, the Israelites have been looking for the one who is to come. But Jesus tells the disciple to tell John what they've seen, and, and it sounds just like what the Israelites have waiting these generations for. The blind can see, the leopards are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. So sadly, as much as we want, we cannot rush the kingdom of God. God works on God's time, not our time. And with whatever we're waiting for, we need to be patient. We need to be ready for the long wait. I found a wonderful reflection on waiting in Advent by Marina Berzin McCory on the Ignatian Spirituality website. She says that Advent is a time of waiting, but not, that, not all kinds of waiting are alike. In Advent, we wait in three special ways. First, she says, Advent waiting is expectant. And if you're a mother who is or was pregnant during Advent, maybe you felt like you had some connection, a special connection to Mary as you both went through your pregnancy. But in any pregnancy, both parents wonder what is to come. What will their life be like after the birth of their child? And maybe especially with your first child, you don't have any idea of how your world will be turned upside down in a most wonderful way. So we wait in anticipation for that glorious day when we get to see our child. 
But we need to wait with that same expectation now. And we need to watch for these little encounters of Christ that happen as we're waiting during Advent. Maybe it will be, maybe you will get the chance to hold the new baby and you'll feel that um, great presence of God. Or maybe it'll be a reunion with old friends at a holiday event. I had a wonderful uh, holiday gathering this week and I got to see some coworkers I hadn't seen in like six years. It was really special to see them and there were hugs as we greeted and hugs as we said goodbye. Second, Marina says, Advent waiting requires us, us to make space. Although the main act is God, we have to make time and space to allow God into our hearts. What are the superficial concerns or worries we need to let go of in order to make room for Jesus to come into our lives this Christmas? Is my life too rushed and busy with holiday preparations, or am I building in time to make space for the Christ child? And finally, Marina says that Advent waiting is hopeful. I'm sure you've all noticed how early it's dark lately and how cold and wet it's been. It's hard to be hopeful in the dark, but we know that the light will return. The days will get longer. And John's gospel tells us the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. God has already given us the one who loves, redeems, and heals the world. Indeed, for us, unlike Mary and Joseph, Jesus has already come into the world. We have the experience of this wonderful church community who has been encountered the living Christ before us to give us hope. We also have our own individual past experiences of where God has been present. God's light and love always shines through whatever kind of darkness we might encounter, whether it's illness or grief, injustice or worries, worries about work or worries about relationships, spiritual difficulties or literal darkness. So we wait with hope. So Advent waiting is expectant, it requires us to make space and it is hopeful. But we wait with one another, we are not alone. Happy Gaudete Sunday, rejoice in the Lord always. <laughs>